0: what's going on everybody welcome back to spoiler reels if you're new to the podcast welcome to spoiler reels i am your host my name is angel and in this podcast for those of you who already know about it or for those of you who are new and don't know about this it's uh this podcast is basically uh where i break down uh films either they're new or old films Uh, I also do rankings, whether it's ranking the franchise movies, ranking uh, uh, the masks, or whatever. We do the rankings in this uh, this podcast as well. So, you know, keep that in mind. Also, again, before I get started with anything, I always got to let everybody know, spoilers, spoiler alert. There's spoilers everywhere in the episode, uh, so once I name the uh, movie that I'm going to review, if you haven't seen it and you're trying to see it, pause the episode, watch the movie, and then come back and see if you agree or disagree with my review. And at the end of the at the end of the episode, um, I do a rating from one to 10. Uh, 1 to five being not recommendable. A 6 to 6.5 is a borderline, take it or leave it kind of film. And then, of course, a 7 to 10 is a recommendable film. Uh, in my opinion, of course. Uh, I'm going to uh, also follow me on Spoiler Reels. Uh, on, I'm sorry. <laughs> follow me on Instagram. It's Spoiler Reels. Spoilers underscore Reels. <laughs> follow me there on, on instagram there and then uh, let me know in the comments below whether you agree or disagree with my with my uh, review and my rating and also uh, you can put in your opinion and then you know we can uh, talk about it more to see if if we can come to some agreement. Uh, you know, middle ground, basically, into our opinions of the film, so there's that, so without further ado, let's get started here, and now we're to bring you our feature presentation. all right, guys, Today I'm gonna be reviewing the film Cry Macho. Uh, this film was directed by none other than himself, Clint Eastwood. Same guy that brought you uh, the. As far as he directed, was Gran Torino. Uh, he also directed a few other films. The reason why I mentioned Gran Torino is because. This film seems about the same as, as, uh, as the same as Gran Torino. It gives you that same kind of vibe, that same kind of uh, that same kind of look into the movie. It's, it's almost about word for word picture for picture when it comes to these two movies.' Um, it's, it's got a little bit of the mule as well that he also directed. Different story, but the same kind of vibe, the same kind of look in the film. Real quick, the overview of this film is: um, a one-time rodeo star and washed-up horse breeder in 1978 takes a job from an ex-boss to bring back to bring the man's young son home and away from his alcoholic mom, crossing rural Mexico and on their back. On their back way to Texas, the unlikely pair faces an unexpectedly challenging journey, during which the world, the world weary horseman may find his own sense of redemption through teaching the boy what it means to be a good man. This film came out on September 17, 2021. Uh, in the box office, it made only 12.8 million and imdb gave it a 5.7 out of 10 i'll give you guys my rating at the end of the film after once i break down this film i'm gonna say this now i think if i were to compare gran torino and cry macho i think gran torino was just a tad bit more entertaining but the thing is Clint Eastwood has this style this style of 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 film that he's that he's been doing lately which is Gran Torino, The Mule and then this one which is uh Cry Macho. It's got that it's a it's a very slow burn film. Uh so if you're not into those kind of films where it's like it's just taking its sweet time through the whole film um it's basically just telling a story It seems like a realistic kind of thing because it's there's not much action. There's not there's no Michael shit happening around this film. There's no explosions or nothing like that. There is some some gunplay here, but nothing to where they don't Hollywoodize this film at all, which I'm okay with. You know, I like how Clint Clint Inkswood basically brings the realistic the the real life the realistic style in this film and which is great and all but the thing is it's too much of a slow burn in a way like it's it's got to be one of those like you got to get this story going and that's exactly what he does in this film as well it's like another Gran Torino another another The Mule so if you're not into that kind of fi- those kind of films if if you've seen those films and you're not into those there's no way you'll be into crime Macho, so basically Clint, is Clint Eastwood is a retired rodeo guy that basically, um, you know, he's an old dude. He used to be the the shit back in the '70s, and his boss basically tells him, "Look, I have a kid uh, in Mexico. Um, I I want I want him to you know stay away from his mother because." We find out later on that his mother kind of pimps him out. And it's, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, he's, I think he's only like 14 years old, 13, 14 years old in the film. Um, And the mom is like this, you know, she has like a nice house in Mexico and and, uh, she's got bodyguards. She's like throwing fat parties, but she pimps out her, her son. You know, on the side, which is you know, it's crazy, but so basically, he tells him like, "Look, I need you to bring my son back, so like he could live a better life," and and he asks, you know, Clint Eastwood because y- you look at him now like he doesn't seem much of a threat. He's this old white dude. You know, like, don't do much or whatever. So he doesn't seem like a threat. So, of course, they're going to let him in, in, the you know, the, uh, across the border. And because, like, what's he going to do? Like, he can't do shit. So I like that kind of disguise that, like, he can get away with shit because he's this old dude that doesn't seem non-threatening. And then he basically goes down there, goes down to Mexico to try to find this kid. And this kid is basically living on the streets On this point. he He's he mentions it in the movie that he'd rather live on the streets than live in this big ass mansion but with a psychotic mom that basically pimps him out so he's out there living on the streets he's got this rooster with him that he does this this the cockfighting and uh he calls that that rooster uh macho and Clint Eastwood finds finds this kid. He uh, he basically tells him, "Look, I'm I'm with your dad. He wants me to bring you back." And the kid doesn't believe him because he's like, "Dude, I haven't heard from my dad in in so long. You know, my mom tells me these stories about him and whatnot." And real quick, guys, before uh, to, you know that way, you know who, who the fuck the characters are. Clint Eastwood plays this play this guy called uh, Miko. And the mom that plays this, the the mom that's pimping out the son, I think her name is Fernanda, Fernanda Urejola, Urejola, I might have butchered that shit. And then the the father of the son is Dwight Yoakam. Uh, he plays Howard Polk. So. the the son is basically kind of iffy about Clint, Clint Eastwood because he doesn't know who to trust right now. Both parents kind of screwed him over, basically. So he doesn't know who to believe. He lives in the streets. He's got this fucking rooster that he uses them for the cockfight to basically make money. And Clint Eastwood tells him, look, I'm on the, on your dad's side. I'm just trying to bring you back. He wants to give you a good life. You know, he's got, he he owns acres, he owns horses, all this shit, and he wants to give it to you. The son doesn't believe him at first, but then eventually he's like, you know, what else you got? What else you got? You know, like, are you going to be living in the streets? Do you want to go back with your mom, or do you want to give your dad a chance? And so he agrees, he goes with Clint. Of course, they have this rocky relationship together they don't trust each other so they're always kind of screwing each other over in the beginning of the film um but eventually they they start you know getting to know that they they start getting to know each other like you know how, how what it is you know they start bringing up their past you know whether like the son the kid tells him about his mother and what she's done to him and then of course Clint talks to tells the son about how he used to be a rodeo you know and he used to do all this for his father you know to make money and whatnot so uh and they basically start getting along with each other they're basically just trying to get to the border to get you know get the son to get to his his father of course they They hit bumpy roads. The mom sends out her bodyguards to find them because she does not want to lose her son. She makes money off her son. So she is trying to get him back and she sends her bodyguards basically to hunt them down. So while they're being hunted down, they're also being hunted by cops. Um, I believe the mom got a hold of the cops to try to get them. So they're basically just, you know... Finding ways to get off the road, but yet also try to get to the border, and while they're ha- while they're going through all that, they're going through these mishaps, these bumps on the roads, but they're also trying to get to know each other eventually, and eventually they start getting that trust, and then they basically find this little small town, uh, with uh with the with a waitress that owns that 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 this restaurant slash bar played by uh anna anna ray and she plays senora senora reyes in the film and basically she lets them in she basically gives them a place to sleep for a few days instead of running and hiding she gives them uh, this place this abandoned town looking place and she gives them, uh, you know, shelter and gives them food and all this. And while, you know, they're there, I think, you know, almost a week, basically. Clint, Clint's character eventually starts liking this side of the place. Like, she, he starts liking the lady that owns that restaurant. She, he starts, he starts... uh liking and and going with the culture the style of culture in Mexico and he's he's getting into it and eventually he starts falling in love with 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 her and and vice versa she also starts liking Clint's uh character which I I I don't know how because she's got to be at least 30 40 years younger than him but whatever I, of course in the movie she's got to love him or or she starts falling in love with him. She has kids from a marriage before, but the but her husband passed away a while back while losing a kid, but she still has like a few other kids and she owns this restaurant and they begin to start falling in love. And I now granted guys like I mentioned like it doesn't like me explaining this film doesn't sound like a whole lot. And I'm just and I'm telling you it's a slow burn Kind of film, and it's not like it's not a action action film. It's just this story explaining about these two, um, these two with their own different backgrounds, and 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 them trying to cope with each other and trying to trust each other, just to try to get to the border, you know. And in the border, basically, if he if he delivers his son, he gets you know Clint Clint gets money in return, and of course, later on, Clint finds out that the reason why the father wants his son back is because he wants to use him for legal custody in this lawsuit that he has with his wife, ex-wife, or you know, the mom that's pimping out the son, because I guess apparently she can own some property and he doesn't want that. So he basically is trying to use his son as leverage in in the uh, in, in court. Clint finds out and he eventually realizes that that's you know that's fucked up that he's like that's not what you told me while I was heading over there and of course the father's like, why do you care? you don't know him you don't know him so like why do you care? Just do your fucking job I'll pay you and you're good. But of course Clint eventually develops this chemistry with the kid. He starts go, you know, he starts getting along with the kid. He starts feeling for the kid, you know, not even not only that in that little small town there's this guy that's that's uh training uh or training or you know, taking care of horses which Clint Clint's character back in the day he used to be a rodeo back in the day he used to ride the horses. So you know, he builds chemistry with this kid by helping him ride horses, try to be a, you know, like, try to get along with the horses and, and, you know, know to be able to get the horse, you know, stable the horse and whatnot. And so through the whole film, you just see these two characters developing this chemistry, this friendship, and then eventually, you know, not even Clint, Clint did not know, Clint's, Clint's character did not know that he was getting played. You know, he thought that he was, you know, he thought that he wanted his son back for good reasons, not for legal purposes. And even he was upset about it. And then eventually he even tells the kid, because at at first when he got off the phone, he lied on him. He's like, no, no, I'm telling you, your dad wants you. He loves you and all this. But as soon as they get to the (coughs) borderline, the border, he tells him like he, he. Tells him straight up, like, look, your dad wants you for this reason. He wants you for legal purposes. He wants to use you as leverage and all this. And of course the kid the kid gets upset. But then he realizes it's not all Clint. Clint even told him, I didn't even know. And the kid, of course, gets upset and then and then the, the, the mom's bodyguards eventually catches up to them. They es- they escape. They were able to get a uh, escape from him. And then as soon as they get to the borderline, he, the, the son agrees to go with the father at the end. And, you know, because I think in my opinion, he realizes how much Clint's character was just went through a lot just to get him there. And for him to just say no and walk away, I think would be like, I think, you know, he, he I don't think he would have liked that obviously. And, and I think he would have just felt, he would have had that guilt trip, basically. And so instead, he went along with it and everything, knowing full well what the dad is is trying to do. But, you know, Clint said that he promised him, a, you know, farm, acres, horses, all this shit, and he would live a better life. So, of course, he, he went along with it. And I did like this scene because the, the, the son eventually, at, you know, accepts that fate no matter what. It's either it's either you go with your dad, even though knowing full well what his intentions is, or do you go back to your mom who's going to just pimp you out the rest of your fucking life. And that, that decision weighs on that kid. And you can see as soon as he's trying to cross that line, that border, the borderline, like he looks at his dad and looks back at clint and they give each other that look like you know this is better go with your dad and this and that so he eventually does and then clint in the end goes back to the to the um lady lady reyes he goes back to that restaurant because he knows he's in love with her and whatnot clint used to live in the u.s and instead he says fuck that i'm going in i'm settling settling in with her and then at the end of the film you see him and lady Re- uh, reyes dancing right there at the end making it kind of like that you know a good ending basically and that basically that's how it ends the how that's how the movie ends and that's pretty much it on that film so for the most part guys like I said it's a very very slow burn film. It's it's like Gran Torino, it's like The Mule. Both of his movies are basically like this. And so if you're expecting an action movie, a thriller or any, anything like that, you won't find it here. You won't That's not what his movies are about. His movies are like he tries to make it seem as realistic as possible basically and I'm okay with that, I don't mind that, I actually don't mind that, I think if he knew how to sped up the film a little bit more, and keep the realistic at the same time, I think the movies would be a whole lot better, but unfortunately, I think he just liked to keep it very, very slow burn, so for the most part, there are certain scenes where I was like, hmm. They could have cut this and 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 just kept the film going. There were certain scenes that that was that wasn't needed, and there's certain scenes out there that is just not believable as well. There's this scene where one of the bodyguard catches him for the first time, and he almost got something. Like he's gra- he grabs the kid by the arm and tries to drag him into the car, and Clint sees it from the window. I think they were at a restaurant. He gets he goes outside. He confronts the bodyguard and then tells him, you know, to let him go and whatnot. And the body, the bodyguards like, looks like in his thirties, Clint looks like he's like in his nineties. And this scene was just not believable. I could not believe it. I could not get on board with this. And this is where Clint like basically punched the fuck out of the bodyguard to where the guy was like, basically like bleeding. And I was like, there's no, there's no way in hell, Clint, like it just does not look believable. This 92-year-old punched the fuck out of this 30-year-old and made him bleed and go fall on his ground. It just does not seem believable. Clint, in this film, doesn't even look like he can stand up for the most part like he he looks like he needs to sit down every now and then you know like no disrespect to Clint Clint's a legend he's a legend in my eyes no doubt that just those certain scenes like that just doesn't seem believable another scene to me as well was when he was trying to run away from the cops in the car now I granted he's driving the car whatever but I don't see this dude drifting this car away and 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 being faster than these cops these younger cops that were like not that far away from him and he's able to to lose them eventually the cops find him, but to be able to lose them for that while it just you know it just it just it didn't seem believable to me when he got into certain fights when he got into certain scenes where like He has to maneuver a little bit faster, and you just know looking at him, that's not him. It's just not him at all, and that's what kind of, I think, ruined the film a little bit. It just did not seem believable coming from him. The dude is just way too old, and it just, I think it just, it threw me off a little bit in the film. That's that's pretty much it. Now, why? What I will say, the good thing about the film is that I like the chemistry between him and the kid through the whole film. They're just, you know, they don't trust each other. They don't get along with each other. To to Clint in the beginning, he's he was nothing but a job to him, and the kid to uh, looking at Clint, he was just this guy that was just trying to. Uh, uh, you know rip off from him like like he, he had no trust over him he had no idea who he was and everything but he went along with it of course but like he he you know he, he realized he's like I don't know you but I'm still going with you it's it was it was a weird chemistry of course but um and then but through the whole film while they're driving back to, to America uh Clint basically gives this kid a lesson whether they it was uh riding horses or to tell him like you know like look being like this you know tough guy it's not all it's not all what it's cracked up to be that's the whole point of cry macho he he uh he named his rooster macho because he's this strong rooster like this strong person this tough rooster and basically tells him the value of life of like look eventually that wears off you know you can't be this tough guy forever you gotta you know you gotta have a plan B ready and everything like that and he basically just tries to teach this kid you know get ready to grow up eventually so I thought it was like it's a decent film I don't think it's one of those movies I'll like Rewatch anytime soon. If I did, I would probably be, you know, I'll be okay with it, but I'm in no hurry. Now, between this one, the Mule and Gran Torino, I would say this one, it would be at the bottom of the list. I would prefer the Mule or Gran Torino over this one. With that being said, let's go and get to our rating here, guys. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10. So it's borderline. It's one of those take it or leave it kind of films. Because as I mentioned, if you're a fan of Clint Clint Eastwood's work, you might like this film. If you're a fan of Gran Torino, if you're a fan of The Mule, then this, this is definitely for you. Now, if you're not into those kind of films... If you're not into those slow burn kind of movies, it's and I'm telling you, it's slow from beginning to end. It's really slow. Then this is definitely not for you. Now, this is not Clint Eastwood from back in the day. You know, he's not that. He's not the good, bad, and the ugly. You know, he's not that dude anymore. I'm telling you, he's this 90-year-old that's on a mission and it just seems so far-fetched and you'll if you do watch the movie you'll see what I'm talking about where it just does not seem believable in certain scenes with him so uh with that being said though I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 I you know I didn't you know I'm not like it's whatever like I'm not too big on it but I don't I'm not hating on it it's borderline it's a take it or leave it that's why i did the comparisons for um this movie with the other movies that he's that he's directed and if you've seen those films then you're then you're you shouldn't expect anything different from this one here so that being said man i think clint eastwood is a is a phenomenal actor um i think he could be he could do a little bit better with the directing some of the movies are great like the mule was cool gran Torino was cool this one i think was just that you know at the bottom between those other two there. So um, I'm, I'm curious to see as what other movies he's going to direct. I don't know if he's going to direct any other movies, but if he does, I really hope he kind of speeds up the tempo a bit in his films. All right, guys, that's pretty much it for my review for cry macho. Do you guys agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Uh, do you agree with my rating? Uh, I give it a six out of ten. Like I said, it's borderline, take it or leave it kind of film. Um, do you guys agree with me? Let me know in the comments below, guys. I really appreciate you guys uh, listening and taking the time uh, to uh, listen to this podcast. Again, on Instagram, spoiler reels, spoiler underscore reels. Uh, let me know in the comments below uh, what what your uh, rating is on this film what your review is on this film what you think about this film let me know i wouldn't mind chopping it up with another um uh movie buff out there uh so that being said i'll see you guys next time